It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Whatever you do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On to get $10 off your next order. Today on the show... Packers super fan and former Bachelor and Bachelorette contestant Nick Vile is on the program. We're going to talk about his expectations, his thoughts, his feelings, all of those fun things coming up a little bit later on the show. But we have to start the show with the Packers roster because on Saturday, cuts will be finalized. Green Bay has to start preparing for the Minnesota Vikings, and they have to get their roster down to 53. Now, that's not quite true because of practice squad and IR and all of those things. The number of players that will be Green Bay Packers come Monday will be more than 53, but cutdowns need to be to 53. We know most of those names. We know really, by and large, 50 Of the 53 players, I mean, there aren't that many things that need to be worked out here. How many of each position are going to be taken? That's really what we're looking at because the the players in question, we don't really have a lot of battles in terms of, okay, this guy versus this guy. We know who the three QBs are going to be. We're pretty sure there's going to be five wide receivers. It's going to be the five you think. Could Darius Shepard sneak onto the team? Maybe. More likely a practice squatter. We know who the four tight ends are going to be. We know who the four linebackers are going to be. We know who the five safeties are going to be. There are three spots where we just have to figure out who the guys are from a numbers standpoint. So offensive line, outside linebacker, and corner are the biggest question marks. It's not really a matter of who is going to make it so much as how many are going to make it. So from the offensive line standpoint, we know the five starters. And Billy Turner is not going to be a starter because he's probably out week one, so Rick Wagner. But that makes six. We know Lucas Patrick and John Runyon Jr. just by draft spot, and he's been good enough in camp. He's probably going to make the team. Well, that's eight. So then Jake Hansen. Are there other guys? Is Josh Neisman going to make the team? 
I put on my Acme Packing Company projections, Jared Valdir, because I think it's more likely than not that the Packers will call him. They'll go through the process, all the practices, and then Saturday, they'll go through their cuts. They'll decide, okay, Jared Valdir really needs to be on this team, and they'll call him. That's just my prediction for what will happen. So the nine linemen that I think Green Bay will keep are the starters plus Wagner and Turner. So that's six, Lucas Patrick, John Runyon Jr., Jared Valdir. Jake Hansen ends up on the practice squad. So does Nijman. And then outside linebacker. We know the big three, Zadarius Preston and Rashawn Gary. How many do they keep beyond that? I think they'll keep five total. They keep Jonathan Garvin and Tim Williams, but Tipicalea has been very impressive in camp. Greg Roberts came off PUP yesterday, so is he someone who can push to make this team? More likely, he's going to be a practice squad guy. Do they keep four? Do they keep five? And if it's four... Who's the fourth? Rob Domofsky projected it would be Tim Williams. But Garvin and Galea have certainly made their case. I think it's it's five with Garvin and Williams. And then the cornerback position. Domofsky also had Stanford Samuels making the team over Kadar Holman. My projection has it with Kadar Holman, Josh Jackson, and Stanford Samuels all making the team. Mike Patton said... Yesterday, that Shannon Sullivan is going to be the nickel. Josh Jackson is going to play a lot of snaps for the team, which suggests he's going to be your outside cornerback three, your dime corner, and they can move Shannon Sullivan all over. He can be a dime safety. He can play in the slot. He can do a little bit of everything, and I think they're going to be creative there. That leaves Kadar Holman and Stanford Samuels. I think they're going to keep six corners, five outside linebackers, and nine offensive linemen, but this is a different kind of year. Maybe they feel like they need to keep 10 offensive linemen. I added Valdir. Maybe the nine are, you know, the the eight I mentioned plus Jay Canson. That wouldn't surprise me at all. And you can always call Valdir if you have more injuries. To, To me, this is the thing that you have Valdir to do. Wagner is banged up. Turner is likely to miss time. That's when you call Valdir. And maybe you should have called Valdir anyway. Because the best five that you could put on the field may very well be Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Lindsley, Taylor, and Veltier. So don't be surprised if that call is made. This is going to be a year where you're going to have to dip into your practice squad a decent amount. And injuries, Matt LaFleur talked about it. Injuries are going to be a big part of the story this year for every team, but the Packers in particular because they were so healthy. And with COVID, you know, some of the guys are going to test positive. And we've seen big-name guys get the virus you know this is this is something that's going to happen and as long as we don't have outbreaks you just have to deal with it it's going to be like an injury and you know guys are going to miss time you have to fill in where you can it's one of the most anticlimactic 53-man rosters I can remember and part of that is you know there, there are no preseason heroes that usually complicates things someone like Jay Kumaro goes out and balls out and you go Oh, well, I guess they got to keep six receivers because they got to keep Jake Kumaro. Well, they don't. And and maybe uh, mistakes were made in the past because teams relied too much on preseason games and not enough on, hey, does this guy actually have enough talent to help us in an NFL game? Now, that means making decisions only on practice, and that seems like a suboptimal way to do it as well. So this is going to be an interesting season because so many teams – 
are going to cut players who, if they had been given a preseason, would have showed out. They'll go to another team, and they will show out. And there are going to be plenty of players who, you know, it, it seemed like, oh, they're good practice players, and they get into the game, and they can't play. And if they'd have been in a preseason game, we would have seen, oh, yeah, these guys just, they're not very good. So there's going to be more variance, I think, than ever before. That was true about the draft. I think it's going to be true about people's rosters. Guys are going to be cut and end up on other teams who are good. And teams are going to keep players who they think are good. That preseason would have revealed them to be bad. And that happens every year to some degree, but you're doing it with less information now. And theoretically, that's going to lead to suboptimal outcomes or at least worse outcomes than we would have otherwise had. And if your eating habits have been suboptimal, then Built Bar is here to help because not only can they give you healthy food, Built Bar is low in sugar, low in calories, but high in protein and high in fiber. Gross, right? It's going to taste gross. No, no, no. Built Bar is delicious. The best tasting protein bar on the market. It's the protein bar that eats like a candy bar. Think about these flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, German chocolate, peanut butter brownie. And you're saying, how can this possibly be? How can they taste good? I'm telling you, you have to just trust me on this. They are delicious right now. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN to get $10 off your first order. Find out for yourself. I'm not messing around. These things are delicious. Promo code LOCKDOWN, BuiltBar.com to get $10 off your next order. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason. It tastes so stinking good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-GMO ingredients and is power packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. Visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. All right, let's get to my conversation with Nick Vile. He's always a fun guy to talk Packers with you can follow him on Twitter at Vile Nicholas. Vile has two L's V I A L L Nicholas 28. He's got a podcast you can check out that I'll let him tell you about as well. Nick, thanks for coming back on Locked on Packers. Thanks for having me. Always fun to talk Packers. I'm excited about it. We actually have real life NFL football to talk about Packers football. So let me start here then. Are you the kind of fan who is breathlessly going through everything that's happening on Twitter, trying to get updates, trying to glean info. Are you are you that guy? Yeah, I'm pretty active uh, <laughs> on Twitter and following Packer News. It's, it's a different year, man, just with obviously the pandemic and sports yeah. in general. You know, for a while it was like really football starting and then, you know, you knew it would start and then you all of a sudden, you know, it's like you 
it's like you know in prior years i had i like i knew the dates you know this is when training camp yeah. starts preseason games and it's been a little bit um confusing this year but once training camp started it was uh pretty easy to get back into the swing of things and so uh yeah i've been following it along i you know i'm definitely one of those fans who gets uh always optimistic about you know their team going into yeah. uh training camp but i i will say i've i'm I'm uh, I'm a little bullish on the on the Packers this year. Um, I mean, I am a little bit every year, la- except for last year with a new coach, and you wasn't sure what to expect. And there yeah. they go, thirteen and three. But uh, I do. I feel good about this team. Obviously, uh, some news recently with some injuries is a little disappointing, but I think there's a lot of reasons to think the Packers should be better, will be better. Uh, I know they're a kind of a, a darling candidate for a regression, but I can make a convincing argument that that's just not going to be the case. Well, it's an argument that I've made on my show a number of times, so I'm right there with you. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the dates thing because I was thinking the other day, like I used to have the, the schedule memorized by like the third week it was out. I have no idea when they play anyone outside of the yeah. first like three weeks, and I'm it's my job. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to know those things, but I, we weren't sure until like a month ago we would for sure have games. So how do I how do I go all in? Now we get to be all in, and th- and that's the that's the fun part of it. Yeah, I'm, it's recently I'm a little bit more optimistic that they're going to actually get through this season. Um, I mean, there's no bubble, but the good news is, other than that weird day where that you know clinic out of New Jersey like had a bunch of false positives, like there hasn't been any reported cases in training camp. So that's right. no one's been traveling. So you know, there's that hurdle, but um, they fly. Yeah, I mean. Anyway. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm, I'm becoming more optimistic. But I will say that one thing, the like for all the things that people are, are con- saying that the Packers might regress, the one, the one thing that could cause it, the Packers were so healthy last year. Yeah, uh, they were very fortunate, and I just don't know how that's going to be sustainable. So if, if, if I think if they do regress, it's going to be because they get a bit of an injury bug, uh, because they were so insanely healthy last year. But they're a young team. They have a lot of returning players year two with LaFleur. There's a lot of reasons to think, you know, with some of the players uh, that are performing in training camp. Like, all the right players are stepping up in training camp. You yeah. know, who knows if that translates, but, you know, I'm optimistic. Do you have a guy that when you have seen the reports and, and heard the chatter where you're like, oh, yeah, this guy, it's his year. I'm, I'm all in on this guy. I like to be objective. I mean, this. I think everyone wants to see Rashad Gary, you know, be worthy of the 12th overall pick. Right. You know, um, and it's really encouraging to, it sounds like he's absolutely dominating yeah. uh, in training camp. Um, it's And that's all it is. Like, and we know. Yeah. Against the ones though. But right. It's also, it seems to be very different than last year. For I mean, sure. He's, and all the things about, you know, you know, when he was drafted, it was, you know, a lot of different reports here and there. The guy works hard. There's no, so like, it seems very clear that he has an, a really great work ethic. You can't deny his phys- physical traits. And, and those are usually a recipe for a guy figuring it out. And um, if, if, like, I know you've talked about it, but if, if he can turn into a legitimate contributor, that's, I, I think the defense has a chance to be special, you know, between their secondary and their pass rush. I mean, obviously their D line's a bit of a question mark in their running game, but 
I still think it has a chance to potentially be special, which is crazy to think about since, you know, the past 10 years have been not special. Not great. Yeah, Matt LaFleur said as much. Uh, you know, he basically said, why not us? And you look around the league, how many how many teams do you feel better about defensively? It's not a long list. Uh, no. I, I'm wondering, you know, last time we talked, you know, you expressed some some confidence, even a little bit of excitement about the Jordan Love pick. Now that we've had some reports on on his level of play, have you have you changed your mind on any of that, or are you just sort of looking forward to giving him a chance to get out there? Yeah, I mean, to be totally honest, I'm not remotely interested in any Jordan Love uh, feedback. Uh, <laughs> in fairness to him, no. If, listen, there's no off season. Uh, he's had what twelve practices. I mean, yeah. like, it's nonsense to get daily reports on him like talk to me in two years you know i mean i hope he he's working on it but like um yeah it's just it's it's so it's so insane to try to critique and get updates on him on a daily basis at this point he just hasn't been involved uh i don't care if he looks terrible and like he should look a little terrible i'm excited the fact that they uh they have a, a legitimate backup without having to worry about, you know, love's progress. Like, yeah. like knock on wood, God forbid Aaron Rodgers gets hurt for a game or two. Like, let's say he gets a concussion. I, I'll tell you what I'm not looking forward to. I'm not looking forward to uh, Boyle. Is it, is it Boyle? Yeah. yeah, Boyle coming in and then the national media making a big deal about it not being love. And, like, we know it's not going to be love. It's going to, like, Boyle looks like he's a little, he might be, you know, um, like a, le a legitimate, he has a chance to maybe be a solid starter someday right. in, the, in the NFL. He's who certainly knows? an NFL maybe, player. Like a Hasselback or something, you know, who knows? Uh, and so when that, if that happens, like, I don't want to hear the national media talk about like, did the Packer, you know, you know why, <laughs> yeah. why trade up in the first round if you're not going to, it's like, uh, shut up. Talk to me in three years yeah. uh, as far as love is concerned. But uh, yeah, I'm still optimistic, you know, um, it's still the quarterback position. We'll see. What, if anything, I mean, the, train, the training camp reports of Rodgers are really good. I think last time we talked, you were you were bullish on Rodgers uh, yeah. this season as well. I mean, it, all the Apparently signs seem to be tape. good. Yeah, he watched some tape. Apparently, he's figured it out. I don't know. Like, I don't know what he found in his evaluation. I, you know, at, uh, I, I think you can't under understate the importance of, like, playing year two in an offense. Yeah. You know, uh, I know it, he's not the wasn't the head coach then, but look at what the Falcons did in year two, and what the Niners did in year two in that in the Shanahan's office offense. They weren't Certainly. anything special, and then they become far more succinct. Um, and then you have a bunch of young players. I know they didn't draft a receiver, but like if Alan Lazard can like have a you know a progression, MVS have a progression. These are a lot of big ifs, but. You know, then they have the young athletic tight ends. Um, you know, I, I, I think I'm, I've, I've been dying for the Packers to have like solid tight ends. Like I would love for them to have the type of athletic tight end depth that like the Eagles have had the past couple years. Right. Um, and yeah, they're, they don't have. And not even like know. have the guy who is one of the five best in football. Like Zach Ertz is really good, but just have like two guys who are yeah. legit threats. I, I, it sounds like they have a chance to have like overall weapons, you know, whether yeah. they're running back, tight ends, or receiver. Um, yeah, I, I, I suspect the offense to take a step up. I mean, there's questions on the offensive line, more, more, I mean, really just right tackle, but 
the rest of the offensive line is um, seems solid, and I think they'll figure it out. But yeah, I've uh, I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited about the Packers. Now that doesn't mean they they're going to go 13 and three. They could still be 11 and five, 12 and four, and be a much better team. Also, like I don't know if you, I just remember for you know there's a, all the talk about the, uh, the analytics of like the Packers weren't a 13 and three team. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, listen, they were a frustrating team to watch for being a 13 and three team. But what I mean by frustrating is, like, weren't there just, like, a lot of games where it seemed like the Packers were outplaying their opponent and they just always would make a mistake here or there, false start, uh, delay a game, drop pass, things like that. And, like, that matters. But you also wonder, like, could that be a sign of uh, just a first-year offense, youth, you know? And so all these players are back. So instead of, you know, pulling out games three or four points, maybe they were winning these games by seven or ten points. Maybe they stopped making those dumb mistakes. Maybe they start catching back. These are just like optimistic scenarios, but that's just as realistic as them losing these close games this year rather than winning them. I don't you even know, know if it's optimistic either because like we've talked about on the show, the the 538 piece on win percentage, they won a lot of close games that weren't that close. Games that the Packers yeah. were up 10, 14 points. And then, you know, there's a garbage time late and there's a the drive. The, the Packers defense has to get a stop. They get the stop. If they keep their foot on the gas, those games may not be as close, and maybe we're not talking about the regression and all that stuff. Totally, that's yeah. a that's it a did. good jumping off point to the to this question that I want to ask. And and you know you mentioned your optimism. So is there something that you can point to and say, okay, this is the thing I'm looking for. If they can do this this season, they'll be fine. They'll be good. I'm I'm not worried about it. Stopping the run, you know, um, simple enough. I, 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 I here, here's what I think. Like when I say like their defense, even last year, they just, they just seem like a defense that has right now a lot of young talent and they're now what in year four of, of Mike Pennant's uh, defense. I think they, Adrian they st- Amos is the oldest guy on the defense and he's yeah. like 27. But for the past, even before Pennant, for the past how many years, it's just it's always seems to be the same thing. It's just like they talent, they they make mistakes. There's lack of cohesiveness. Guys are missing assignments, and I would love to see just like a defense that's just in sync. I, I saw a, a report about one of the guys was saying, maybe it was even the, one of the offensive guys talking about the defense, but talking about how the defense is really playing together. They're they they really know what they're doing. They everyone's not only. In, knows what they're doing, but they know what the guys next to them is doing. And last year they were a defense that was good, but always gave up the big play. And when you give up the big play, it's always because like one guy is not doing his job. And so if they can do that, if they can really play clean and start playing, even though they're still pretty young, like a veteran defense, I think they have a chance to be really good. I'm with you. I'm, I'm absolutely with you. So as a fan, I mean, we always have expectations going into a season with teams. Is there, I mean, are you Super Bowl or bust on this? Like what's a successful season look like to you? I mean, I'm a Packer fan. So uh, in in some (laughs) sense, Super Super Bowl or bust. And, uh, you know, I, I... Sure, yes. If I have as the Packers versus the field winning the Super Bowl, I'll take the field probably. Yeah. that's the thing. Like on paper, you know, like what what is everyone ranking them in those power rankings? You know, seven, eight. Yeah. You know, right Dallas always gets oh, Dallas always gets a bump every year for like no reason. Even though I do think Mike McCarthy is going to be a, I think he's going to be a good coach for them. But you know, look at what the Niners. Like the Niners were made the bump 
Uh, it wasn't. I don't think it was so much because of Jimmy G. It was because all those players that they drafted, it finally clicked. You know, obviously Nick Bosa was a big addition too, but. You know, it was a is a really young team that just couldn't get it together, couldn't get it together, and then you know, a couple years in in, in Shanahan's um, system, the team just came together, and now they're awesome. And I think the Packers have a chance to like, you know, they clicked last year, but I mean, like really click. And I think, I think if they won the Super Bowl, it's not. I think they ha- if if all the things happen right, a lot of players have to step up, and there's a lot of what ifs. They have to stay healthy. You know, if Rodgers can Rodgers and. And, and Rashad Gary becomes like a, a stud. Um, yeah, I could. It wouldn't blow my mind. You know, I could. I could make a case for it. And certainly, if they don't win the Super Bowl, also not mind blowing. Right. Yeah. There's certainly a path. You you, you want every yeah. year to be a path. You felt like last year, going into the season, there it didn't seem like there was a, an easy path. It was like a a cavalcade of ifs. Well, if Malafleur is a good coach and if Zadarius Smith is worth the money and if Aaron, and it was like, okay, this year it's like, if they're a little better than they were last year and they play a little better against the 49ers, like that's the ifs. It's not, we don't have to, we don't have to think about all of these counterfactuals to get them to be a Super Bowl team. They're one of the three or four best teams in the NFC probably. So I, yeah. Right. I mean, I think it comes down to health and yeah. a handful of these young players taking a step in the right direction. Like you, you need a handful of these guys to really ascend. Um, th- no one really has to become a star, but you know, Alan Lazard, Lazard MVS, uh, uh, Sternberger, maybe one or two of these rookies. I mean, obviously the news about, um, Martin, the linebacker, was a bummer because I think every Packer fan was like super psyched about yeah. the possibility. Like, did we find an athletic middle linebacker? <laughs> um, but who knows? Maybe he comes back. But I just think, you know, Rashad, Gary, um, Savage, if all these guys can take a, a bit of a step in the right direction, that's a lot of guys. And again, I don't think it's crazy to say a bunch of these guys should get a little bit better. You know, they're not in year four or five, like they're in year two or three. And so suspecting some improvement, I think is a reasonable expectation. So we, we talked about this a little bit last time you were on, but uh, we've seen the NFL put together a protocol for all of this. We've seen that uh, the Packers are not going to have fans for at least the first few games. Uh, it sounds like the Cowboys are going to have some level of fans. The chiefs are going to try and have fans. What would it take in terms of protocols, procedures, or, you know, medical advancements to get you back in the seats at an NFL game? It'd take a lot, to be honest, yeah. I mean, the NFL nowadays, it's, you could argue it's more enjoyable to watch on TV with yeah. high definition. Half the time I'm at these NFL games, I'm looking at the Jumbotron. Right. Um, so with that said, it's kind of like, well, I'll just, I'm just going to watch it and you know that's the thing is like part of going to a game, especially nowadays, is the the tailgating experience, the experience of camaraderie with people. And right now, that's not exactly an environment I'm trying to like cozy up and, right. and get get drunk <laughs> with people and like give strangers hugs, which is fun to do. But like right now, I'd rather feel a little more conf- confident about that. So it's definitely a weird time. Uh, I think, as silly as it sounds, I think the NBA is. Have you noticed a difference watching the basketball games of like how, like the first couple games, it was like really eerie. 
And it seems like they've kind of figured out the appropriate amount of like crowd noise and reactions. And now if you're not paying attention, it kind of almost sounds like a regular NBA game. I mean, um, how fun was Jamal Murray versus Donovan Mitchell? Like these, if, if the basketball is good, you don't really notice that there's no fans. Yeah. I think the same so, thing is going to be true of the NFL. Exactly. I think it's going to be kind of weird at first, but I do think that I'm assuming the NFL has been paying attention. The NBA certainly a different atmosphere, but like pumping in crowd noise, things like that. So I think it'll be weird. I think it's what's more weird. It's, it's going to be definitely different for the players. Like for sure. Um, I, it's got to hurt Minnesota's home field advantage for, for sure. I don't, are there any rules and like how much crowd noise they can pump in? Yeah. They just announced them. They're going to, there's going to be like a canned, this is the crowd noise that we're using. This is the track and it can only go this high now. Okay. That was true before. And the Vikings violated those rules. The, the Falcons violated those rules, but theoretically, there is a plan in place to say, okay, this is the music, this is the stuff, and it can only go above, or it can only go to this level. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, I think it would be interesting. I'm really curious to hear the players' reactions to like what it's like to play in that atmosphere. Um, and I wonder yeah, what I they're going to do differently with TV, if anything. Like, does that change the angle that they're going to use? Is that, does that, are they going to use replay differently? Are they going to use more all 22 high shots? I mean, I think there's a lot of different things production wise. The NBA has, has definitely done different stuff with angles. Like we've seen a lot more floor angles and, and sort of diagonal angles. And, and I, I've really liked the product that the NBA has put together. I, I hope the NFL doesn't get too creative with their, uh, and, <laughs> Cause you don't, like, I, mean, okay, I don't I'm know good. about you, I'm but, but one, once in a while, like they'll cut to this like new, like kickoff return and you can't tell what's going on. They're like right. following the returner and like, is it a cool shot? Yeah. Do I know if like he's at the 40 or the 35? I have no idea, yeah. you know? And so it's I, it's like watching I, Madden. Yeah. I would prefer to just like, yeah, if they want to like try to have the game experience, but right now it's a, it's pretty interactive you're getting more sideline and reporting. I suspect that. Um, but I, I don't know if I want them to totally change the situation. I mean, they've already, you know, I like a big part of what the NBA did was kind of get like a, a dialogue with refs in terms of like making calls and things like that. The NFL has been doing that for I don't know, the longest time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't, um, I, I, I'm really curious what the atmosphere seems like from, from television, but, you know, I just hope everyone stays healthy, I guess, and we get a season. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. Make a prediction about the Packers season 2020. It doesn't even have to be a record. Just give me any prediction that you want to make about the Packers this season. I think I think they're definitely in the conversation in January for a legitimate Super Bowl contender. All right. I do. I'm, uh, I'm going to say I'm going to, my, my bold prediction is Rashad Gary is – considered at the end of the season uh, just as good as the Smith brothers. They're a uh-huh. three-headed mon- they're a three-headed monster. Uh, Zadarius is moving around the field. Uh, Gary's on the field every down. I mean minus rotating, you know, for for breaks, but he's basically essentially a starter in that defense. And I think he makes a huge difference and I think they have a dominant defense and I do think the the offense is uh, you know they're they're like they're top ten. They're not they're not those they're not carrying the team like we're used to. But they're they're a dangerous offense, and I think they're in the conversation. It's just 
Um, I think as much as San Francisco, it's one of those, it's always like the Packers have this like uh, team that they have as much of a, a, a mental disadvantage than they do as a physical. And I think the way the Niners uh, owned the Packers last year, the way they were outplayed, outcoached in every aspect, I think that's just one of those things where it's going to be a challenge for them to get through the Niners. Yeah. I love it. All right, Nick, this was great. I appreciate you coming back on Locked on Packers. Uh, let my listeners know where they can find you and any and all places. Uh, I'm all over the internet. You can find me at uh, Nick Vile on Instagram, Vile Nicholas on Twitter. Um, and uh, you can check out my, my podcast, The Vile Files, wherever you can listen to a podcast. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel, and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. This episode is brought to you by Wise. Progress is great, isn't it? People listen to music on record players, then tapes and CDs, and now you can stream music and podcasts. When technology moves forward, you move with it. Like with Wise, the modern way to move money internationally. It's smarter and simpler. They use new technologies, so when you send, spend, or convert money with Wise, you get a better exchange rate with lower fees. And over 30% of transfers arrive in less time than it takes to listen to this right now. Join over 10 million people and businesses and try WISE for free at wise.com slash podcast. All right, I want to thank Nick for joining the show. Always fun to talk to him. Uh, and and you know he does keep up with all of it. I mean, you can tell. Sometimes you, you have, you know, sometimes you talk to, to public figures who are purportedly fans and you can tell right away that, Oh, this is, this is not, this is not it. They don't really follow the game. They don't really know football. This is not going to go great. And Nick is not that guy. And luckily it was not the kind of thing where it was a PR person pitched to me. No, Nick is, Nick is someone who uh, I know through, through Twitter and who I know is in on the, the dialogue that goes on there. I know he's following this stuff, and it's pretty clear that, that he pays close attention. And I appreciate that because I don't, I don't want someone on just for clout. I want someone on because they want to be on, they want to talk football, and, and I know Nick does. So always glad to get him on something uh, we will, I'm sure, do again soon. Next week, we start the deal. The season starts a week from yesterday. The season will open and a week from this Sunday, the Packers will be playing the Minnesota Vikings. So we will start our regular season coverage. It's going to be 
the following order. Okay, we're tweaking it a little bit this year. Locked On is going through some changes. So we're, we're tweaking the schedule. Monday, obviously, recap show, assuming there was a Sunday game. Tuesday is still Expert Tuesday. So we're going to have the best Packers people from around the internet on to talk about the team. Wednesday is our segment with Lily Zhao. We're still looking for a name for that. We've had some some good offerings there. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Zhao you doing, and I'm also a big fan of the end zone. So if you have something you want to offer there, please feel free to do that. Uh, we are we want to name it, you know, have a little fun here. And then Thursday will be our opponent show, opponent Thursday, where we'll have the locked on host from the opponent. And then Friday will be our Periscope show. Those are coming back. Periscope live show, 6 Eastern, 5 Central. Our happy hour show, get your beer, get your whiskey, whatever you want. Come join us on Periscope. It'll be out as a podcast later in the day, but we need to do it later on Friday because we have to wait for the injury report. We have to know what's going on, and then that'll be a mailbag show. So send me your questions. We'll answer them heading into that week. That show will go up mm, around 6.30, 7 o'clock on Friday night as a podcast, but you can watch it live on Periscope. You can watch a replay of it on Periscope. I I get notes all the time. Hey, I can't watch the show live. I got to watch it on replay. Okay, go watch it on replay. I mean, I'm I'm amazed how many people go watch it on replay. And I hear from people, hey, I watch the show and I listen to it. So, hey, awesome. We want to give you the most comprehensive Packers coverage that you can find in a podcast. Speaking of, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Do me a favor. Go leave a rating. Go leave a review and a rating, and and let's get Locked on Packers trending a little bit. Right now, we are one of the biggest football shows in the United States, a top 30 football show ahead of, of some names you've heard of, some big-time names you've heard of that I won't name because I don't want to dunk on them, but you know, people that work at ESPN, people that work at NBC, people that work at Sports Illustrated, we got, a, we got a great show, but let's get Locked on Packers trending a little bit. So leave a review, five stars, uh, and and let's get this moving. Let's, let's let other people find Locked on Packers for the 2020 season. They're missing out if they're not. So let's help them find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up, you want to send me a note for this week's game, you want to send me a note for Packers Vikings, and you want, you want the question answered live on air on Friday, hit me up. 920-341-3775. The Locked on Packers fan hotline is for you to stay. Locked on Packers.